This is Pod Populi, podcast for the people. Hi, my name is Dr. Sarah Adams. I am a board-certified pediatrician, but I'm not your pediatrician. Feel free to use my podcast as helpful information, but in no way do I intend my podcast to replace the advice of your physician. Your physician knows you and is in the best position to provide medical advice. Hello, and welcome to Growing Up with Dr. Sarah. Did you know that homeschooling was first became popular in the 80s? And it was some Catholic parents who wanted to do homeschooling because then they could infuse religion into education. I didn't really know that, but now homeschooling has become a more mainstream option. And I will say, if there's one thing I learned from you know, COVID from start, you know, from 2020 and on is that every child learns differently. And there were some kids that really thrived when they were at home during the lockdown. And there were some kids that definitely struggled. And so I thought this would be a great topic um, to understand kind of like what homeschooling is all about, the good, the bad, and everything in between. Because if you're considering homeschooling, I think that you might be surprised, I know I was, to learn that there are a lot of advantages. But since I am a pediatrician and I get a lot of questions in my practice about homeschooling, I thought that I would bring my good friend Emma Peshik, who was homeschooled as a child, to introduce herself and talk a little bit about her experience. So thank you, Emma, for joining me. Hello, thank you for having me. So tell the audience a little bit more about yourself. Uh, My name is Emma Peshik. I am 25 years old. I work at the shop salon and spa in Hudson, Ohio as a licensed cosmetologist and I was homeschooled till the age of 13 which was entering eighth grade middle school was my first year of public school ever in my life. Wow. Yeah. So so basically what I hear you saying is kindergarten to seventh grade. Yes, through and, seventh grade. And did you tell us a little bit about that experience? Like, was it a parent? Was it, did you have educators? Was it a little bit of all yes. of the above? So, you know, everybody's experience homeschooling is so, so, so different, I feel like. And I definitely feel that I was on the better end and I'm very, very blessed. I'm very grateful to have the education that I had as a child. I think that it was very helpful for me being the person that I am today. Of course, that's not everybody's experience. Um, my teachers were mostly my parents and my friend's parents. Um, there is like a huge network in Northeast Ohio of families that all homeschool and come together so that parents who specialize in, you know, or their fields or whatever they do can teach classes on that. And other parents who have other specialties and knowledge can focus on that more. So my core classes were taught by my dad every day. Um, He worked third shift when I was growing up, so he would wake up at 5 a.m. and start lesson planning for me, and then I would wake up, you know, 9 o'clock, and we would school for three-ish hours, have a big family lunch, and he would go off to work until like 12, 1 a.m. and then do it all over again the next day. Wow, that's a that's a huge commitment. Huge. And of course, like, I honestly think he's a little bit crazy for doing it. I don't know if I could ever <laughs> take that on. That sounds like a lot. I know. I think about that too. And although I love teaching, because that's kind of part of what I do anyway mm-hmm. in my office, but I think about my kids 
And it, it makes me a little nervous to think, you know, could I really do that? But I think when push comes to shove, you definitely can. And I think that can be when I want, I don't really want to say disadvantage, but you know, that is something that I think parents need to think about is, you know, who is going to do the education? And if it is going to be a parent, does it affect their work? How does it affect their work? You know, um, the environment as well, like setting up the environment. So tell me like what your homeschool environment was like. So I, I, my homeschool environment was at the dining room table every single day, which is what it would start out at. Um, we did core classes at home and then most of my extras and other classes, um, would be at local meeting places, libraries, um, shelter houses, things like that. Um, so I would say like my three, four core classes would do every day, you know, Monday through Friday, like a normal school kid. And then I had at least two to five classes daily that were in groups of other kids of, I would say like 10 to 20 kids or more. Um, so I had a regular weekly history class where all of the parents um, rotated who taught and that class was one that all the parents went in and purchased a curriculum together to help guide them and teach them. But they each took a turn um, so that one person wasn't doing and dealing with that many kids every single week. Um, that was definitely one of my favorite ones. And some of the kids that were in that class, I'm still in contact with today. Actually, I have a lot of friends um, that I'm still in contact with that I was homeschooled with um, for many years, which is kind of incredible. It is. I mean, if you think about it. So how old would you have been? When you finished seventh grade, like I was 13 when I went into public school. Right. So these you're talking at least 12 years that yeah. you've kept in touch with these people. And that's another kind of, um, you know, misconception about homeschooling is socialization. Some would right. argue that, you know, if you're homeschooled, you're not really being socialized. But you just told me you had a community of people with 10 to 20 right. other students. And that is like the 100% biggest first comment I get every time it comes up that I was homeschooled. And they're like, you're homeschooled, but you're like so social. And I'm like, yeah, that's where <laughs> the misconception kind of starts. And most certainly you can be the type of like, no schoolers that just stay home and like are more, you know, just doing that and are not socializing. That's definitely a thing. I definitely met a few of those along the way and whatnot. That was very much not my parents' style. And a big reason why they wanted to do that is because it gave me an opportunity to socialize with not only kids in my grade, but kids that are younger than me, kids that are older than me, adults in different settings and stuff. So it's, you know, was a little much more rounded of different types of people around me. Yes, I was reading just to kind of make sure that I was, you know, kind of up on this topic that another argument is that you really, you know, kind of lack that real world, like that's a myth that they're apart from the real world. But what it sounds like is you got a little bit more of the real world because of all the experience you had outside the classroom. I did. And my parents pushed us out every day and were always encouraging us to try things. Um, I have done every single class I feel like you could possibly think of. Dance, jazz, modern ballet, hip hop, horseback riding, ice skating, Lego engineering, karate. Like <laughs> I have tried everything. I love that. What about things like we always think of milestones. Well, no, I, I was going to ask about prom and things like that, but you were in, by then you were in high school. I was, but I still had friends that were homeschooled um, during that time. And I'm sure it's not in every community in every area, but Northeast Ohio, 
Ohio does do a homeschool prom now, actually. Really? So a ton of homeschoolers get together. Everybody dresses up. It's the whole same old kind of thing. I, I think that's really cool because and then I imagine if it's a choice, yes. you know, and then you don't feel like if you want to participate, you can. If you don't, you don't. Right. What about things like, and so you mentioned, just getting back to what you were saying, is you you still did a lot of the other things, like, sounds like sport events and dance and music. And yes, and I had friends that were um, in public school while I was homeschooled as well, um, and definitely was, you know, still with them, gymnastics, stuff like that. I had plenty of friends that went to public school while I was growing up. One of the things that I'm very passionate about, and that is like anti-bullying, mm. and Unfortunately, you know, when by the time a family comes to me, they're explaining like a toxic environment. The child didn't want to, doesn't want to go to school anymore. There's all kinds of, you know, cliques and bullying and relational, you know, abuse and things like that. How was it when you were in homeschool? And then how was it with that transition when you did go right. to school then? Um, so definitely that was one of the reasons my parents chose to. My mom didn't have the best experience in school and definitely didn't want me to have that either. And, you know, when you're homeschooled, the parents are there a lot more and are able to look over that and kind of, you know, be there for you and really know what's going on a little bit better. So, you know, I'm this is me personally, of course. I don't know if other kids in the group felt differently. Like bullying and other issues that are like bullying and racism issues like that that are taught in school were quite honestly like I thought they were things people just talked about and just like were used to be a thing. I was so unaware that that was like a real problem today because it was so not a part of my life at all. Wow, that's good. Yeah. So then what was it like when you did go? So going to school was... You know, I'm a very social person naturally. That's just who I am. Not everybody is. So that part wasn't hard for me. And especially since I was so social all the time, it wasn't that jarring. But definitely the clicks and the things like that was like shocking to me. I most certainly the first week was like, oh, my God, it's like the movies. It's like the shows like. Yeah, I, like Mean Girls. And, yeah, you know. a little bit. You know, it was a, it was a little shocking for sure. Um but I got used to it very quickly. I know um, my sister personally, she transitioned into public school at third grade at a much younger age, and she struggled a lot more with the transition than I did. Um, just a personality type, I think. Yeah. And then I think you shared with me your brother, however, was did it longer. So you have a sister and you have a brother. Right. My brother was actually not homeschooled at all. He's been public school oh, okay. the whole I way. Yeah. I, other I knew way it around. Was, I knew it was something, you know. We I got talking. the oldest got the most of it and then we all went to public school at the same age. So Okay. Yep. He didn't get anything. If do you mind sharing what was the decision then at that point to to go ahead with Yeah, no, not at school. all. So like you said, it's a huge commitment from both of the parents. Um, and my parents uh, got divorced when I was 13 years old and separated and both had to start going to work and the scheduling was all changing. And it really just wasn't feasible for our family anymore. Yeah. It also happened that I did want to go to public school personally for high school. And so I was like, well, may as well, you know, get used to it with one year in middle school. And then that way I'm going to high school. And that was a personal choice. Also, I believe I was already interested in my career as it is and knew that there was a cosmetology program at my local high school. So I wanted to have that possibility to be there for me because there definitely is some drawbacks where you don't have those programs, those um, 
resources. you know, opportunities and resources and stuff like that. So it, you know, had to be for my family, but also just felt like the right time for me as a kid. Yeah, it sounds like it was definitely the the right fit for you. Mm-hmm. Did your parents ever mention like cost? Was it was cost ever an issue? And maybe you don't know. It was. Okay. Yes. Um, you know, I was definitely provided for as a kid, but we're not like wealthy people by any means at all. So I definitely was limited on the classes that I was allowed to do. If it was up to me, I would have been taking like a million of them at a time. But I think I had a three at a time rule. So I had to like drop dance when I started uh, karate because the finances is I mean, those classes are expensive. And then my parents also used a lot of different curriculums and whatnot to help with that because making your own curriculum, I mean, I'm not a teacher, but I would imagine even for teachers, it's a lot of work and really hard. So um, that way you make sure you're actually teaching your kids stuff that they need to know. Right. Um, So I know that they had to pay for all of the curriculums, all of the, you know, papers, activities, stuff like that. All of it definitely cost a lot of money. Don't know how much, but it is a significant impact, I would think. And I just think, you know, that is just something when a family is deciding, is this right for my kids? Certainly. They have to take that into consideration, um, you know, just kind of weigh the costs and benefits, so to speak. But one thing that I did read, too, was that children that were homeschooled actually had better scores on standardized tests. Did you find that to be true? So that is definitely, I think, mostly true. Not me personally. (laughs) Sorry to call you out on that. you're totally fine. I'm not a person who's ever like tested that well or anything like that. I definitely also had a lot of kids when I went into public school being like, oh, well, you must be a genius then or something. And then I'm like getting B's and C average. I'm like, yeah, not really. That's just how my parents wanted to do it. But a lot of kids that I went to school with are exceptionally gifted. Well, and and I would imagine, too, that what is really cool, and I mentioned this in the beginning, that every child learns differently. Mm -hmm. And I do believe, for the most part, parents know their children better than anybody. Mm -hmm. And so a couple advantages are the fact that, yes, you've got your math, your science, your history, etc. But then this gives kids an opportunity to learn about things they really care about. Right. And so I'm definitely a hands-on doer type of learner. Um, Math, science, things like that, you know, you do it was never my forte necessarily. I love doing things and building things and learning things. So was really, really lucky. I grew up in a fixer-upper home that my dad completely fixed up himself pretty much and our family and friends. So when I was 10 years old, I learned how to put together scaffolding and how to scrape paint off with a heat gun off the side of our house because we were going to paint the entire outside of our house. So that kind of got incorporated into it. Um, My sixth grade math project was building a half pipe in our barn to skateboard on and doing all the, you know, math calculations to get all of that. And then my dad and I physically built it together. And it's still in the barn today, actually. And what I love about that is not just what you learned, but having that time with your parent. Oh, my gosh. Like that, you know, of course, that project sounds amazing and so on. But you did it. That's something you did together. And yeah. that's another advantage. I, I think I think a lot of like I worry, I think about it and I'm like, oh, my gosh, how would my relationship with Gabe and Ben, you know, what would it have been? 
And I think that maybe in the beginning it is hard, you know, to just kind of figure this all out and get curriculums. But I won't share names because of HIPAA, but I know a family where the mom, you know, during COVID, she was like, okay, I'm going to take the bull by the horns. My kids have ADHD. They cannot sit here on a Zoom and learn from a teacher who's, you know, not there. And so she started homeschooling and she was sharing with me, you know, she works on her curriculum on the weekends and these kids were just doing so well. And what I really loved about how it went for them is they liked school again. You know, they enjoyed learning the things that sometimes kids get to a point. And they were just to kind of put a reference. I'm they were like fifth, sixth grade. Okay. Yeah. Level, and that's you know? the like great thing about it. It's like if you're having a day where you're antsy and have too much energy and stuff like that, it's like, all right, this is not happening right now. You are not learning this long division right now. We need to go run outside for a second. That's and awesome. you can. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome because otherwise I, I I mean, I would imagine that your quality of learning was was really good. Yes, I definitely think it was. So primarily it sounds like it was you and Mostly your dad, it sounds like, too. Yes. And this community. You told me um, you guys had a name for it. Yes. Um, we called ourselves the Happy Mountain Homeschoolers. And I actually texted my dad this morning to ask him why we called ourselves the Happy Mountain Homeschoolers. And no one can remember. No one in my family can remember why we named it that. It's, it's a great name, though. Yeah, it's cute. It worked. And maybe someday I'll remember. But Well, and what I like about it, too, is that it's... Um, it, it, I mean, it obviously has the word happy in it, but it mm-hmm. makes you smile it does. just hearing about it. What if you can think of one thing that is like your best memory about it, like an experience or maybe it was a particular like, I mean, I know you already shared about the half pipe, which is mm-hmm. super cool. But are, is there another experience that you just kind of looking back, you won't ever forget? Oh, gosh. There are so many wonderful experiences and wonderful um, memories. Um, I don't know if this is so much of a experience, but one of my dad's sayings, and again, this is personally my family. um, My dad was really, really big on allowing me the space to figure everything out for myself, not even allowing and almost forcing me to figure it out for myself. So my dad, if I wanted to know how to do something, how to put something together, how to, you know, put together anything, he never told me how to do it. (laughs) Not once. He said, you know, well, what do you think you should do? What do you think the best course of action is here? And I'd be like, well, you know, maybe this. And he'd be like, okay, let's try it. And I don't know how he has the patience that he had back then, but he would sit there and watch me fail over and over again and be like, okay, well, that didn't work. So what are you going to change this time to see if it, how it works differently? And so um, my dad took a lot of Chinese courses when I was younger and learned a saying, and I don't know what it is in Chinese, but it's an ancient Chinese proverb, and it is failure is the mother of success. Wow. So we had that written everywhere and that... You know, I honestly hated it when I was a kid and when he said it all the time, like it drove me absolutely crazy. But I think it really helped me to be the person I am today who is capable of figuring things out. And I really feel that I can do anything I set my mind to because I know the tools on, you know, how to look at things and how to figure things out for myself. And I'm very grateful for that. Well, when I mentioned about standardized tests and so on, 
basically what the research is saying is that students achieve more in the long run. It doesn't have, we're not just talking about testing. So Mm -hmm. that's a great example that what you learned and achieved by his method of teaching Mm -hmm. really brought on a, a lot of resiliency because some people can argue, well, you know what, they got to get go to school because yeah, there's some mean kids and this and that, but they need to learn and how to cope with that and such. But it sounds like you weren't given everything, you know, spoon fed the whole time you had, you had challenges, you were challenged. And, um, and that's really kind of what it sounds like formed the adult that you are today. Yeah, completely. Because I think so much, I know as a parent, I want, I and I'm sure your parents are the same way too. And I know we've had talked about our parents and um, that they would do anything for us. But there's a point where you, they have to, in, you know, as parents, we need to, of course, we want to do everything for them. We don't want them to hurt. We don't want them to fail. But if they don't learn to do things on their own, if they don't learn a little bit, I mean, your dad was still there to support you. He was there to kind of watch and guide you. 100%. And um, and so that's the point. It's like we can we can we can be supportive, but we don't have to do everything for our kids for them to learn and to grow. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Very, very lucky. But it definitely is a lot of work. I feel like it was definitely a full time job for both of my parents. You know, my dad did like the primary teaching at home and whatnot. But like with all those amount of classes and everything that we did, my mom had a full time job of running us around to everything and doing all of that. Like it takes a lot for sure. But I think it really worked out for me. Yeah. And it, I mean, I, to me, it sounds, and, and it wouldn't be the same for every family, but like you said, for your family, yes, it was a lot of work, but the advantages definitely outweighed that and it was worth it. Yes. And for some families, that's how they have to make a decision on, you know, am I going to do this or am I not, you know, do I want to have a tutor, an educator? Am I going to do the curriculum? The costs, you know, things, it's all those things you just, I'm not saying this so that you don't consider it because it sounds amazing, honestly. And there's, you know, the advantages, like I said, is that the learning is personalized. You know, the students get to learn about what they really care about. Um, You know, they can kind of avoid those, the clicks and the bullies, but yet they still get a lot of socialization and real world education. So, and we, you know, statistically know that, that kids in most cases do um, better in the long run. But I do believe it's, it depends on the family. And, you know, there's just like, I always say, there's like, I love my husband dearly. Sorry, John, that I'm about to say this. He's a great father, but he's not a, he doesn't have that motherly instinct and that's okay Mm -hmm. because that's why we have the two of us because he can do the father stuff. And I hopefully did, good on the moms. I think you did. Yeah, I think about it. I've been thinking about it more too. The older I get, the closer I get to thinking about having children and whatnot. And I'm like, is this something that I A, want to and B, can do? More so B, can do. I don't know if I will have the patience and the time and the dedication to sacrifice my entire life like my parents did. I feel like, you know, I don't know. You'll have to talk to them about that. But I feel like we were, I was my parents like entire life. Like they did not get a whole lot of time for themselves when I was younger because they put so much into that for me. Yes. But it sounds like 
they were okay with that because I, I think, think that so. you would have, you would not have thrived like you did in that environment if it wasn't something that they truly felt passionate about doing. Right. And looking at, you know, across the table at you, Emma, it's like, I don't know if you can answer that question right now. There's so much obviously changing, not just in education, in the whole world, blah, blah, blah. We were having a discussion before we started about education can sort of be like talking about politics. You know, some people have a strong opinion about people that homeschool or public school or private school. And I think my advice is it really comes down to, you know, what is the best for you and your children? You know, if you do have a partner, how is that going to work? What are their thoughts about it? And really what is going on in the world uh, today? Because I think, I think COVID in 2020 has taught us that, you know, in a blink of an eye can change pretty quickly. Right. Well, before I kind of close up and I really appreciate you sharing your experience. Like I said, I, I really couldn't, um, you know, I wanted to talk about it because it's definitely something that I, I talk to parents about and they ask me questions about. And um, but I wanted to really talk to somebody who was homeschooled and has experienced it. So before I do kind of like my little closing thing, um, what would you like people to know? Like last last words, you know, that you feel is really important for people to understand about your experience or, you know, going forward. I think I'd just like to reiterate that, you know, there are, I mean, in every walk of life, there are so many stereotypes and to take a second and, you know, if it is something that you are thinking about, wondering about, even if you're not considering it and maybe finding yourself a little bit judgmental of it, to maybe talk to some people about it because there really are so many different ways to do it. Um, And I think, you know, if you're wondering and you're thinking, like, learn from the source um, and hear about what people have to say for themselves that experienced it. Yes, I think that's great advice. And make the decision for what you think is best for your family. 100%. Well, thank you so much for joining me. This has been fun. We yeah. we always have a great conversation no matter what we're talking about. So that's I hope true. you'll come back. Yes, thank you for having me anytime. And thanks for listening to Growing Up with Dr. Sarah. Please follow me wherever you like to listen to your shows and let's grow up together. 